tuned in to episode fucking 18 of Geraldo's Edge Game, the premier edging coomcast so far, as far as I know. And um, you may have noticed the beginning of every episode, I like to include my sexual identity, my sexual preference. I'm gay. Some may think it's a joke. Maybe it is. But I will say that it is the probably the number one question that I get from my fans is, uh, are you gay? And I can understand the confusion. I do send some mixed messages. Various platforms will list that I am gay. Some will list I'm straight. Just depending, uh, you know, on the mood. I think it's kind of interesting in today's day and age where we really prioritize identity politics, uh, you know, gender crisis, sexuality crisis of sorts. Um, but it's pretty okay for like, at least in this sphere and the internet porn content creator sphere for my fans to just come and ask me straight up, hey, are you gay? As opposed to, hey, what is your sexuality? Or like, hey, you know, being a little bit more open-minded with the question, they most just want to know if I'm in the penis, which is understandable. I, I understand it seems most of my fan base is uh, is mostly gay men. Um, and the other half are, you know, probably either bisexual, pansexual, Gen Z, girls, and guys. Um, and then there's a little niche of, like, millennials that like to think that they're, like, centrist and on the same page as me. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. They, they they tend to be just gay, too, actually. They fit in with the, the boomer uh, gay men population. Uh, but nonetheless all seem to at least be mildly interested in my sexuality. And so, and it's, it's not to say I don't care. Obviously what I'm doing is very sexual in nature. Uh, I guess I should be more clear about my preferences. And, uh, I think it's important to give a little more, uh, backstory. So I don't just come off as, um, completely bigoted, although I am, uh, as, a, <laughs> as long as I don't come off completely homophobic, Hey, my job is done. Uh, so the idea of, <laughs> let's start off with my real name is Gabriel. You might be aware of that. I, I do include it in certain places. Um, and that alone has set the bar for gay jokes in my life uh, since childhood 
because it the gay is built into the name, okay? And it's a it's a funny playground joke to really emphasize the gay of Gabriel or even Gabe, uh, which is infinitely worse because I found I, I find even in life up to this point in my life, I still find that I need to introduce myself as Gabriel as opposed to just Gabe. Because otherwise, a lot of times people will hear, <laughs> they will assume that I came up to them or approached them and said, hi, I'm gay. Okay. And so one, that's really funny that the idea that anyone would come up to you and immediately share their sexuality with you. Maybe not so funny now in 2022. Maybe it's not so preposterous. I mean, it's like, hi, I'm gay, he, him. And then also my name is Gabriel. Uh, you know, your name is, is not really a priority anymore. It's really your sexual and gender identities is what, um, is what needs to come first in your salutations. Okay. But back in the day, that's that was that was what people heard either gay or or Dave and I hate I hate Dave's now just because people just assume I'm Dave uh but you know gay gay is easy it's like hi I'm you know there's gay there's the gay bar joke Gabe last name bar gay bar um Filipinos my cousins like to say uh gay brilliant they really liked the I don't know. I don't know what you call that. It's not, isn't, I don't know if it's even a pun, but gay brilliant was a good one. Uh, and you know, Filipinos, they like the gay jokes. I mean, everyone liked gay jokes not that long ago. Uh, people still like gay jokes now, but it's hard to, it's a little harder to pull off. It's a lot easier to just be like, you fucking faggot. And that's funny. But, uh, Back then, you know, the gay jokes were a little bit more easy to come by. They were they were easier laughs, I think. Um, and so Filipinos, let's get it straight. I think they're ahead of their time a little bit in terms of culturally accepting the gays. And even more so, I think, the trans community. Uh, I feel like they, as from my understanding, they've had many trans celebrities that are not, not even in an ironic way, like celebrity, you know, they had, they've had transsexual, you know, TV hosts, blah, 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 game show hosts. I don't know if they have news broadcasters who are trans, but it doesn't matter to them. It seems seemingly, um, but at the same time, they don't, they, I think they still kind of, you know, kind of poo poo them, but, they've let them reach a level of, of success, um, in many avenues. And it's just because they're so, I think it's so prevalent, um, both gay and transsexual Filipinos, uh, men specifically. I don't know about women transitioning to men. I'm not sure if that's as common there. I haven't read the statistics. I'm not well read, um, on that topic, but just from my general understanding from what I've witnessed, um, and what my mom has shared with me and my other cousins, that seems to be pretty cool. However, um, when you talk to any Filipino too, who's a little more traditional and, you know, Catholic, um, they are very much against like, Hey, you know, you're gay. If you're fine, like out of sight, out of mind kind of attitude is pretty much how my mom describes it. 
uh, or at least that's how she feels and, but doesn't believe in, in gay marriage. That's like the one thing she's like, yeah, well, and I'm like, yeah, I, I guess I get that now. It's like, whatever marriage is a, a backwards ass institution in the first place. So like, why don't you just, you should just go ahead and maintain the backward ass, you know, restrictions on it. I'm not saying you shouldn't get married. This is not me saying against gay marriage. I'm just saying like, if you look at what marriage is in general, like you kind of get it. You kind of get why people are gatekeeping it from, want to gatekeep it from gay people. But you know, um, my mom's had that attitude and that's kind of like, I used to be very against that. I used to be very much like, what do you mean? That's retarded. <laughs> so what I say to my mom is you're fucking retarded. Um, and we didn't really have any like gay people in our family, like at least that were out. Um, and that's because, you know, it's, it's pretty shitty to come out in any, in any case, you know, it's hard for a lot, any family, I think, to kind of accept a, a gay child. And I think that definitely my mom was definitely scared, um, and was wor probably worried, you know, she, I, th there was a distinct conversation we had. I always remember that I, I, I think I said something like when I was a kid, I, I don't know how old, maybe like still in elementary school, but I said something like that uh, a picture or something was cute, you know, or I said like, oh, that I don't know what I was talking about, but I just described something as like cute or something. And my mom got like serious, but not like in a mad way. She just got like serious and like a like, oh, like something something caught her attention. And she was just like, Anak, uh, are you gay? <laughs> Like dead ass, just straight up like, and I was not sexually, this is, I pr I'm absolutely sure I was not even like beginning to get into like jerking off yet. Maybe, maybe I was a little bit, I don't know. But either way, I was jerking off to like JCPenney ads, dude. I was, I was jerking off to, to the brassiere section, the swimsuit section. So if my mom had some evidence or needed some evidence, you know, there were some crusty, crusty ads in the trash I could have pulled out, but <laughs> the point is that she, it was clear to me that she was already very attentive and, and were, and you know, it was in her mind already about my sexuality, which is, I mean, I'm an only child. And so obviously the pressure to procreate and create, uh, to create grandchildren, to produce grandchildren for her, uh, was all on me. And so the idea of me being gay was uh, kind of, it kind of deleted this whole chapter in her life. Um, and, you know, she probably understood the implications of how hard it is for gay men to adopt and blah, blah, blah. So like, you know, that was a, probably a fear. And ironically, years later today, um, I've made it clear to my mom that I, I don't intend to have any biological children i don't intend to you know if anything i don't want to have biological children because i can't pass on this meant i can't pass on these genes okay like i think this needs to to end in this generation this family line this mental illness should not continue should not progress um you know in terms of survival i don't think this is what someone needs I don't think we need to create, and in general, I feel like we don't need to create more people. I don't think we're um, necessarily entitled to it beyond our like 
I've already touched on this before, but, you know, I think because we're such conscious beings, I think the idea that you're creating another, another, you know, another being with so much potential for, for immense suffering and pain uh, just so that you have something to do and so that you have a, a hobby you know, something to fill the gap in your life that you never found fulfillment in um, is obnoxious. And then to pass that burden on to your child is obnoxious. So, and I think I've touched on that on the mommy episode, if you want to go more into that. But, uh, so I've made it clear to her that I don't intend to have children anyway, regardless of if I'm gay or not. Um, it's irrelevant. I might as well, at this point, I might as well be gay in my mom's eyes if I'm not making babies what's what's the point of having a son um and she still has like hope you know it's like it's like she's like oh you don't know like you might change your mind like it's you know you're still young blah 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 like and i've tried to ask her too like what inspired you know how how did you come to the conclusion you wanted to have a kid so late in life and she's just like yeah i just always wanted one i was like all right glad you really thought about it <laughs> i'm glad that's that's all you can share with me about how to how you came to that life-changing decision um but you know i get it it's a different time you're just kind of told as a woman you're supposed to have a kid so she did um but in my mind i'm like well you know i've told her like if you want to like, compromise maybe for like your birthday or something i'll i'll adopt a child or something you know i'll, I'll pay i'll pay for the child and um but I'll just put it in your name and I'll just, I'll just send it to you in a box or, or, you know, whatever they ship children in these days, um, you know, Wayfair cabinets or, <laughs> or, or whatever, <laughs> whatever kids feel most comfortable in these days. Uh, I told her I'd do that, you know, or, or I'll, I'll get some, I'll round up some foster children for her and, um, I'll give her like one at a time. slowly. I'll just kind of fill up her house because I think that's all she wants is just to fill up her, her empty bedrooms. So don't know why she hasn't looked into fostering yet. Maybe she just doesn't. Well, also because my stepdad lives there and he's a, he's a dick. Anyway, the point is, the point is, um, my mom has always been, I think, worried about me being gay throughout most of my life. And not... And she didn't have evidence. It's just like, I think that's just like a, a baseline thing for Filipino moms is to have this, you know, this great fear of your son being gay. Who knows if that's universal, but I just know it based on a Filipino mom's perspective. But, um, you know, because it makes your kid's life harder, you know, and you just, you just want the best for them. And so if they turn out to be gay, if they turn out to be trans, you're like, oh, shit. Their life is like 10 times harder now apparently. Um, so just imagine if they were also retarded on top of, <laughs> on top of that. Um, and then I had a cousin, an older cousin. He's like, I think six years older than me. He came out when he was, I believe actually pretty late. Never mind. He, he was probably like in his twenties, like mid twenties, maybe once he was like out of college, out of school. Um, and he came out and it, 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 you know, he had kind of talked to like some of his cousins. He, he had like told other cousins, not me directly, but I just kind of knew. Um, and then he finally came out to his parents and like, you know, it was 
taken very poorly, but he has siblings, so there were chances for other people in his family to have kids. So that's that alleviates some uh, stress related to that. Um, but, you know, it, it made waves in the family because everyone's like, well, it, it reminds them like, oh, what if my son, you know, what if, like my son could go 25 years in life and, and not we wouldn't know he was gay until boom. Um, and now that I passed 25, it's like, well, all right, <laughs> you know, I guess it hasn't come out yet. Um, not that 25 is a deadline, but you know, that's at least when your brain supposedly fully develops. So if you're not gay by then, then maybe you'll never, you'll never be, uh, the point is, is yeah, it's, um, there was a lot of pressure, I think. And also like, you know, I went to Catholic school. They never really talked about being gay that much and obviously in church, but you know, I was in church at the time when like, there were still a lot of, um, you know, rapey priests like coming out and my, my church was one of them. My, my church had, um, a priest that got caught allegedly. It obviously was never publicized and never got exposed the way it should have, but he got moved to another fucking church, like way far away, like for just like out of the blue and, um, there were allegations, supposedly there were rumors, but that they had been shut down and blah, blah, blah. And it, I, apparently it came out later in the bigger expose of all the, of the repeated cases of such, you know, circumstances. Uh, but anyway, that's, that's, that's a different story. That's not just being gay, but they also happen to be gay because they touched the little boys specifically. Um, uh, that didn't stop us from being Catholic. Not at all. <laughs> Didn't stop us from going to that church. Uh, what else? So, yeah, I think there was just always some checks. But, like, as I grew up, you know, my mom saw that I was dating girls. I was interested in girls. She knew I was, I mean, she at least knew I was masturbating. She knew I was at least a sexual being. So, there you go. There's some relief that I can have children. I can produce cum. <laughs> She's definitely, like, seen my, like, masturbation station with the lotion and the, the toilet paper at least one sitting in my living room or not the living room but I used to keep it in my closet um and uh let me take this out I guess once I got to like high school then you know once I was actually like you know I mean that's still not evidence you can definitely like a lot of gay dudes are definitely going to play that game. They're going to keep it on the DL until they get out of high school, until they get out of their parents' house, until they're financially independent, all these other sorts of things. Because you just fucking never know. You fucking never know how badly your family is going to turn on you. And this is coming from a perspective of someone who's not even gay. Like, you know, I can't imagine. I truly, like, I, I can't truly imagine, like, that kind of pressure if I, w I was actually... If I was actually gay, if I did actually have a secret um, and I was worried that like I'd get kicked out or some bullshit, you know, like anyway, this isn't me trying to like defend gay dudes. You guys are fucking fags. But um, <laughs> sorry, my shit's fucking up here. Uh, but I never really had gay friends growing up. As far as I knew, I was never close with any of them. I mean, you knew, you knew people in your class, I guess, but, and growing up, I never had, um, 
I only found out later that there were a lot of dudes who had those like early childhood, like, like, you know, like curious experiments with at sleepovers with dudes. And I never had that. I, I've heard s- stories that people have had like their circle jerks or something, or like they've at least like jerked off together in a tent or like in the basement, you know, they, or they watch porn together when they were like, I don't know, like 10, 11. I don't know. I've heard these stories and they don't deny them. It's like one of those things like, it's like, yeah, you did it, but you were like a kid. I don't know. Doesn't sound so bad on paper, but at the time it's like a big deal if that gets, you know, that gets out, that affects your whole life um, until you like, you know, grow the fuck up. Um, (laughs) But I only found out about it later that, that everyone seems to have, not everyone, but a lot of people seem to had something like that. Um, but no, none, none for me, apparently, unless I've repressed them. Cause I was so like afraid of being gay, you know, there, there's, I, I've, I've definitely like always been conscious of like this hyper, you know, that I've repressed this like ingrained, I have this ingrained homophobia from my mom, from fear of my mom and pleasing my mom. And I never knew how to really process that for a long time. Um, uh, you know, and then like in high school, once I was starting to like get hot and stuff, you know, I started caring about how I dressed and blah, blah, blah. And like, I was a pretty, you know, at the time back in like 2011, when I was starting to like maybe 2010, when I started to care about, like I started, you know, faux hawking my hair and at, like begging my mom to spend a little more money on clothes and shoes and shit like that. That's what that's at a time when metrosexual was still a relevant term and also hipster was still a relevant term. Um, and I say that just because like both of those, especially metrosexual, I've definitely like lost their relevance in conversation because like one, it's, it's, it's the idea that it implies like a sexuality of sorts where it's like metro just meant. I don't even really know if I fully understood what it meant at the time, but you know, just that you were like, you were more like effeminate because of how much attention you paid to your appearance. But like what we considered Metro back at that time would have been like, Oh, like you like style your hair and you, I don't know, you tweeze your eyebrows or something once in a while, which I think is pretty like, yeah, I think it's pretty acceptable. Like some people will still call you a pansy or something for doing that in 2022, but those people are like, and you know, do fucking nothing for their appearance. Uh, whereas, you know, I think the metrosexual man of 2012 is pretty much like the expectation. And then now you can go down that whole rabbit hole of like, Oh, the feminization of man. And they were just going to keep going down this slope of like, eventually they'll just be, genderless. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to go into that analysis, but I'm just saying that I grew up when I was, I was, I was exploring my sexuality at a time where like there were terms like metrosexual and in the same way, hipster kind of lost its term. And I think it's hipster was a way for like the hicks in your school to like call you a faggot without calling you a fucking faggot to your face. It's like, are oh, you just a fuck? You're just a fucking hipster. <laughs> Cause you cuff your pants and I don't know where, I don't know, fucking, I don't know, moccasins. I don't fucking know what we wore, but boat shoes. <laughs> uh, 
But hipsters definitely lost its like usefulness. Like the people that use hipster like now are just like people like late, like really late older millennials and then like young, like Gen X up, you know, maybe, I don't know who still think they, it applies to like anyone who's like, <sighs> there's like the term chuggy, but you know, I think I'm glad didn't really catch on. Um, but being a hipster doesn't mean anything now. <laughs> it used to be more of a mentality. I mean, it used to be more of like a distinct like style now. And then it became more of a mentality of just like wanting to be different. And then it became a, I don't know. Now it's just kind of an ironic term. I don't think anyone uses hipster unironically who actually knows what it means. If it ever meant anything, I digress. The point is if someone needed some evidence that, or had a hunch that I was gay. It was the fact that I cared about my appearance. I was a pretty boy. I was much prettier back then. I was very clean cut. You know, I started wearing skinny jeans, but everyone was. And I was just very clean. I was a very clean and proper man, except for the fact that I smoked hella weed. That made me, I think that's, that's what made me more like, like straight presenting or hetero presenting is that I like was kind of just fucking lazy and when it came to like everything else in my life <laughs> but I kept my appearances up um I kept my appearances up very well but everything else about like my personality and my the way I functioned was not gay supposedly also because I played volleyball and it's a pretty gay sport not gonna lie um and actually one of the guys on my team actually a few of them were gay but we didn't find out until later but we just thought they were extra metro um but no one cared. No one really cared. Um, the other thing was that what I found like after high school too is that I just hung out with mostly girls. And to most people that wouldn't seem like that just meant like I was trying to fuck, you know, I was just a player. Um, but I guess it could also have been seen as like, oh, he's, you know, there are those gay dudes who like, just like they're just like the gay friend of the the girl group you know what i mean they're just one of the girls um and i had like a bunch of i kind of had a bunch of those because there i had these groups of friends that like i just wasn't interested in fucking but i would just hang out as like the dude who like wasn't trying to fuck them um but most people assume that that dude ends up being gay but it's just like no i just like having friends that i like having girls that are friends who we don't feel like there's any pressure to like develop anything sexually or romantic and i like that you know and that's like you know i got comfortable with that i prefer to hang out with so at that time i preferred to hang out with groups of girls and i just i had one core friend of dude friends but later in life too i found i was just like i like having like a girlfriend who's just a complete you know we already touched on that in the the six part maladies series but um I think from an outside perspective, which I was very aware of, I was hyper aware of how I was seen or presenting, um, is that that would look like maybe he's gay. <laughs> um, uh, what did I miss here? Oh. I don't know. And then college came and like, you know, people think college is a time when you like, 
I guess you can't, you do explore yourself sexually a little bit. You have a little more freedom. You don't feel the pressure of like being around family or just even past high school. You don't have to be in fucking college. You just feeling of independence as an adult. There's less consequences for you being gay, supposedly socially. And, um, you know, even in high school, I had I had people like in mall school, in the in the shitty mall school I went to, who would like, you know, they started like hitting hitting on me like via notes and stuff, or like they would hit me up on like Facebook. Um, but I think I just was always just nice and just be like, no, I'm good, like thanks, or I would just really kind of politely blow them off. Um, and they tended to just be guys that I think it's because they I, I found in retrospect they weren't attractive. And now as an adult, I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's just because they weren't hot. But if there was like the right hot guy that I didn't think was a fucking weirdo, that's the thing is like the, the, the gay dudes that hit on me back in the day were like autistic, like truly like some of them were like, like the autistic kid in class that had like an assistant. Um, like he would like message me on Facebook or something like regularly. And I just be like, nah, I'm good. Thank you. Like <laughs> they just be super interested in me. Um, but very forward, so take take notes, take notes. Do you, if you want to have the confidence of a fucking gay ass retard from high school, I can tell you all about them. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know what it was. Oh yeah, and then college again. It, it's one of those things that. I felt like if it was going to happen, if I was going to have a gay experience in college, it would have had to have been someone I was like already friends with beforehand. And then like probably also someone who like didn't know that like also wasn't that like, you know, wanted to experiment, but like hadn't had any gay experiences before either. Like I know that's really picky, but I didn't want to like be with someone who was like super experienced either. Um, I wanted my first time, my first gay experience to be with someone who like, uh, you know, who I like was comfortable with, like I trusted. It would be like losing my virginity all over again. You know, the same way I lost, you know, the same way I did it heterosexually. Uh, it was with a girl I fucking dated for like two years before we had sex. Like, um, not that I needed that much dating before I can like, you know, have, get a blowjob from a guy. I don't know. But in my mind, that's how I was like, I, you know, I don't know how else that's going to happen because I wasn't drinking. So there wasn't going to be like a drunk incidence of me experimenting with a, with the dude, wake up with a dude in my bed. Maybe that's how a lot of it happens. You know, your underlying, uh, homosexuality comes out when you're drunk. Um, But yeah, I definitely got hit on a lot more in college, but they were definitely more, I, I started understanding the, the more, uh, the hookup e culture, but it was also in college. So I was like, let me think maybe it's just the environment I'm in. Maybe that's why it's more, it feels more hookup e. Like there's no gay dude that wants to like wine and dine you in here. Um, but I learned later that that's not, that's kind of just true for much of a gay man's life is, uh, you definitely can always just find someone to fuck you at any given moment and junior year I've already discussed I'm, multiple times my landlord and friend now Joe um, who was is gay and 
you know, I, I, he kind of, he didn't teach me a lot about being gay, but he definitely, I mean, in a way I learned, I learned things about, yeah, I learned things about being gay that I didn't know or like didn't really experience firsthand or know someone personally who could share their experiences. And, um, Joe was very, yeah, he was nice, you know, and he never made me feel weird. Like he was trying to like fuck me necessarily, but that was always in the back of my mind. I was like, am I his tenant that he like, he just likes sexy boys around living in his house, <laughs> um, in his harem. But, you know, I think I told the story of the sh the shroom tea incident where, it's, you know, he, there's like this gay faction in Philly called the fairies. I don't know if the faction is the right word, but they're just like a, a club of sorts of like older gay men. And Joe was telling me that every year they have um, a sort of, uh, they have a shroom tea party. They, they brew some, some psychedelic tea and they all get together and, uh, and drink it. And, you know, they just have a good time, but he's like, oh yeah. Like, you know, sometimes like hipster chicks from like, you know, college chicks will come and just like go to do drugs and just like, they just want to party and hang out. He was trying to incentivize it, you know? And I was like, yeah, okay. Like that sounds cool. Like let's, let's do that. Um, and that was one of those times where I was like, I was in a dark period in my life. First of all, like I mentioned that, but, uh, so maybe the shrooms was good. I didn't really drink much tea, but I did get to a point. I hit this peak when I was like just sitting watching, there were a bunch of dudes in the middle of the room, like the, you know, I guess a dance floor of sorts where they were like pretty much naked and dudes were just kind of like jerking each other off in the middle of this room under like these like strobe lights and shit. And there's just a bunch of dudes like hanging out, like also making out on the, on the ground and like watching other people like do stuff. And I, I guess I was one of them. I was just watching. Um, and I had a serious thought. I was like, is this, how I figure out that I'm gay. Is this, is this like, is this the moment where I'm like, Oh my God, this is it. This is it. This is, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I, I realized like, Oh, I'm, this is what I've been missing all along. Or like, this is what, this is why I'm so miserable, you know? Um, and, uh, it turns out I was wrong. It turns out it was just the shrooms talking, but it definitely like, it definitely helped me like open, it opened my mind and kind of introduced me to the like idea of like, let me really reflect on like all the ways that I could have repressed that sexuality. Cause up to that point I was just pretty like confident that I was, I just straight, I'm just straight as can be, you know, I never really even thought there was a possibility of being gay. You know, I was telling I was making gay jokes all the time. Uh, <laughs> which is what you do. It's just what you do until you figure out you're gay. Um, and then, uh, oh yeah. And then the same night my ex called me, Julie called me that night and like, it was weird. It, it freaked me out. Cause she called me like randomly at two in the morning and I hadn't spoken to her in a while. So it was a weird, it was a weird night, but the point is, and then we went to the gay bar down the street <laughs> I'm sorry. I've told this story, but it's so funny to me. But he, Joe's like, Joe saw that I was in a weird mood and he's like, we need to get you some pussy. And, uh, and we leave, we leave the shroom tea party and literally go right around the corner to Woody's in Philly, which is just like a big gay bar. It's like a fucking two level, three level 
fucking club. Uh, and he's going around like tripping balls. He's like, are you gay? <laughs> like <laughs> he's going around to like women there. He's like, are you gay? Like, do you like women or men? <laughs> and I just was, I was just like extremely embarrassed and we just left. But, um, shout out Joe, shout out Joe, check out his art. I don't know if I should plug his stuff on here. I'm sure he'd be fine with it. Joeobelman.com. Joeobelman.com. Check him out. He's on Instagram. He's on, he has his own website. Check out his art. Super cool. Uh, he writes books as well. Check him out. Uh, <sighs> All right. I need a quick break. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. Just needed a big old pee pee. I just need to go throw up a little bit. Um, where was I? I think I was talking about Joe. Um, 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 um. Yeah. Yeah. Joe is my, my first real, you know, one of it's one of my best friends, but also just happens to be gay, but also my first like good gay friend. Um, and uh, kind of you know kept kept me open minded a little bit more, just about like the realities of what it's like to be gay in America. Uh, and. Nothing happened. Nothing much else happened in college in terms of, you know, that. I just, you know. Yeah, just there there weren't there wasn't much exploration sexually. I was, you know, struggling to date girls obviously and figuring that out. I was too busy. I was too caught up in in chasing girls and chasing pussy. But Joe told me all about like grinder, how easy it was to like, you know, fuck on a grinder which every gay dude knows obviously is like you know you can get your dick sucked within five minutes within you know like 300 feet of you if you want and i just find that that's too you know it's like a little too convenient you know i i think it's like i, I wouldn't want to be that spoiled so so quickly people ask me you know especially when i'm camming they're like would you ever consider you know fucking a guy you know did you ever let a guy suck your cock or anything like that? And I'm like, ah, like maybe, but like not right now, you know, while I still, it's, it's the same reason I, I give for like still being like vanilla is that I don't feel the need to like heighten my sexual experiences and by any means, cause I'm still like enjoying, I still appreciate the, the simple, you know, sex with vagina and, and missionary and, all the classic positions. It's not to say it's inherently boring, but that's, I think it's, there's something to be said that about still taking a lot of pleasure from those, those things. Um, I'm not kink shaming. Obviously you're going to get to a point in your life where you need heightened levels of stimulation. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of other reasons and factors that go into people developing kinks. I'm not ignoring that or uh, overlooking that. I get that. But just for me personally, I just know I'd rather, if I can, I, I, I think I would save it. I like to joke that, um, I'll spend the first half of my life straight and then I'll spend the second half of my life gay. And in that way, I'm 
bisexual. <laughs> and that way, at the end of my life, everyone can say he's a bisexual man. I just split up my bisexuality over time very equally, distinctly. This is the gay part of my life now. Um, <laughs> and yeah, no, I just, you know, I, I still enjoy, I still enjoy the chase of pussy and I know like how easy it is to get a dude to suck you, but also like, who knows, you know, I might, I might get the best blowjob of my life from a dude. I'll be like fucking 40 and be like, oh my God, like, what was I thinking? You know, um, which I'm sure is a reality for a lot of dudes who, you know, are exploring being gay now that they're fucking married and have three kids. They're like, I guess I should go on Craigslist now and get my dick sucked by joeolbelman.com. <laughs> uh, and hey, you know, it's tough to be a closeted straight man too, or a closeted gay man. Sorry. It's tough to be a man in general. Let me get that. Let me get that straight. It's tough to be a dude. Uh, but yeah, just the idea of maybe later in life to, to answer. I know that's what the gays want to hear is that I would consider it. Okay. I'm open-minded to it. It's not completely out of the question. It's just right now, the way I describe my current sexuality is that I'm mostly straight. I don't know. I forget what the numbers are in the Kinsey scale or whatever on that spectrum. But it's uh, there's some incidental homosexuality, I think is the term they use, incidental or something. It, it just in that, like... You know, I can recognize like like a hot gay dude. I can look at a dude and be like, yeah, he's handsome. Like, yeah, he's hot. Like, I get it. He's like, and I I can I can say like I like I can find dudes like aesthetically pleasing. Like, but when it comes to me actually like sucking cock or like you know even like kissing or like anything like intimate with them, it's kind of like it doesn't do anything for me. Again, I haven't done any of those things, so I can't completely rule it out that it wouldn't do something for me in person, but just the idea of it is not appealing. It doesn't get my cock hard, but what I will say in the same realm of like finding someone pleasing to look at is that, you know, when you watch a lot of straight porn, if it's like, you know, heterosexual porn, where it's a guy and a girl fucking, there's a lot of angles where you're seeing dude. And I know there's that joke of like, you're being, you know, gently introduced to seeing a lot of dick and balls that you wouldn't have seen otherwise. Um, and that all, while your dick is hard, you're watching some other dude's dick get sucked. You're watching some other dude's dick go into vagina and you're incidentally seeing a lot of dude ass too. Um, and there's, what's interesting is there's this series called hot guys fuck, which I'm not sure if it's part of a bigger studio, but you know, it's, I think it's very much like, a for the bisexual man, it could be for anyone really, but there's definitely a lot more emphasis on the, the chicks are always hot too. And which is the thing is like, it appeals to me because the chicks are hot and it seems they, they mix up the guys a lot more, but the chicks are more or less consistent. And, um, I find that I like it. I like it. Cause it's, you know, 
the, the parts I don't like, they get a little bit weirder. Like when it zoom, it zooms in right on like a dude's ass, you know, you get that shot once in a while where it's like the back it's, it's, it's showing, it's trying to show the dick going in the pussy. But this, this series specifically will like, like raise the camera up and like zoom into the dudes, like a hairy crack. And you're like, Oh, okay. This is definitely gay. <laughs> you're like, Oh, Oh, like there's no question now. This is fucking gay. But okay, from the name, yeah, it's hot guys fuck. So clearly, you have some interest in a hot guy versus uh, some fat loser who is supposed to represent you. But maybe I like it more because I can envision myself being the the hot guy in this video. But maybe I'll apply. Who knows? <laughs> maybe I'll apply and then bust in in two seconds. Um, and and then they can they can cock shame me or something. Hot guy shame. Um, what was the point? But yeah, you know, and, and I have my list of, you know, celebrity dudes that you would like, you supposedly would fuck. You know, I like all the boring classic ones, you know, Ryan Gauzy, Jake Gilly, Robbie Patty, you know, more recently everyone, you know, everyone wants to hop on his dick for the longest time. I haven't seen the new Batman yet. But regardless, I'm sure he's hot. Um, you know, and I think about those guys. I'm like, yeah, they, they seem nice to like cuddle. <laughs> it, it seems like it'd be nice to like spoon, you know, maybe hold hands. <laughs> but would I suck their cocks? I don't. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think I would want them to suck my cock either. I'd rather just. Uh, I just want their uh, attention. I just want their acquaintance, you know, their company. So that's where I stand currently is uh, I like looking at men, but beyond that, hey. Um, the other dynamic that's changed is like... Also, I moved to San Diego, which is a very gay city, in case you didn't know. They're all Marines, by the way. They're all gay-ass Marines. Just in case you were thinking of moving somewhere gay, definitely definitely go here. <laughs> if you're rich and gay, move to San Diego. Don't move to San Francisco. Definitely be gay here and be a Marine. Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, I guess on paper that seems like I'm gay too, like to to an outsider or maybe like to my family. They're like, oh, I you know, I mean, I can say I moved to San Diego because I just didn't want to be depressed for half the year in the winter when it was dark. Um, but anyone could just be like, well, he just moved there because there's more gay men there. But I really would have, if anything, I should have moved to New York then if I just wanted to be gay. Um, <laughs> I should have just moved to New York. Uh. What was the point? Oh, so here's the thing about a lot of the transition happening to with starting to make porn and also now I'm camming again on flirt on flirt for free. Check it out. I'm trying to do it like five days a week. It's a really funny platform because it, you can, <laughs> It's a really funny platform because, uh, oh shit, oh shit, Nikki, Nikki just fell. Sorry. 
I'm not going to get her. Um, it's a funny platform because the other day someone was, I was telling someone that I studied massage, um, massage therapy, and you know, people in the room just chat. They, I can't hear them, so they're they're all typing stuff. And it seems to censor a lot of uh, words that you would expect. You know, it censors words that make sense. Um, but what was funny is that they typed out massage therapist, but all that showed up on my end was massage the, and then uh, six uh, asterisks, six stars after that. So it just said massage the blank. And I was like, I have no idea... Like outside of the context, I didn't know what he was saying, but I was like, oh, I get it. It's censoring rapist, even though it's part of like another word, which is a hilarious way to like program your your like auto filter or whatever is to just like any instance of this word, even if it's in the context or within another word, it should be censored. And I was trying to think of other good examples, but I haven't come across any yet. Um, but that one was really funny because... If you've watched like Arrested Development, there's like the the anal the the anal rapist joke, um, and that's what it that's what it triggered in me. Um, I don't think anal censored though. Anyway, um, anyway, so having started, I'm really not hard for this one. This is that that's the real gauge of me being uh, not gay is that I'm like completely soft talking about this <laughs> this is really not doing it for me uh, is that aside from the few like the four like videos of me like having sex with a girl as far as you know someone with a vagina uh, there's most of my content is can be categorized as like just it's just solo male content um which you know both men and women and everyone else everyone else can enjoy it's not tailored for any particular person sometimes the titles the captions and also like what i say in the videos will say like you know baby girl or like it will have a gendered uh tone to it or it'll be labeled female pov blah 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 and that's just me trying to work the algorithm because a lot of those videos, no matter what you title them, you know, they're going to watch it. A lot of guys will just watch it because it's like hot dude with dick out and he comes. You know, what's that's what they're looking for. That's the prime demo is, is gay dudes. Um, and, you know, there, there are plenty of women that watch it too. I don't know what plenty is. I don't really have solid numbers on that. You know, Google Analytics doesn't work on X videos. And obviously you can just report whatever gender or sex you want, I guess, when you register. <laughs> um, but, you know, I understand it, it's weird when I make content now because it's, I do make it partially with audience in mind, like that you can't ignore it. You can't ignore the idea of like, who is this for? Um and in the end, it ends up being like, I've definitely shifted so that my idea of making a video is like, I know like this will probably be mostly watched by like, it's like 90% men, but I want to make something that will try to capture like 
the, the other the, the 10% of women that might watch something like this. So that's why I label things like FPOV. And I still maintain that like I made one video where it's like I made two versions of a Valentine's Day like jerk up instruction thing where it's like I made one because it was a custom for a girl. And I was like, oh, I like this setup. I like this like angle and stuff. So I just recorded another one that was just like generic for any girl, you know, not a specific name. And then I made one that was for men. And then like I realized that I had never, you know, role played like I had to jerk off to the, like the, this this role play of me like fucking a dude or like a dude like straddling me on the couch and like riding me or something like that. I had to I had to verbalize it and describe it. And, which I wasn't very good at, you know, because I like it's one, I'm trying to focus on like pussy, but also two trying to be like trying to develop this like story, this role play, imaginary, and then talk about it and make it sexy and then still be hard. And like it's a very it was a very difficult for me. Um it's a lot easier to just talk about random bullshit than to actually talk about something gay uh and then come. And then this this video is obviously it just shows that I'm still not really good at it. Um but the thing with camming, I find is that there's an additive there's there's an added um incentive that I think is really I think it really warps your brain. I think it really fucks with like because there's already the dynamic of like you jerking off and associating like you getting tipped and getting paid with being horny because like you're going to get tipped more if your dick's hard. You're going to, you're getting tipped when you're like in a show and talking about sexual things or moaning or whatever. So like, you know, even if you're very conscious of it, obviously there's still something happening on a subconscious level where you're associating, you're being uh, conditioned, right? Luckily I turned off the notification so I don't respond to like a certain like tip, you know, sound or anything. I don't, I don't respond. Sec I don't get a boner when I hear the WhatsApp, notification <laughs> that's not what it is but it'd be funny if, it'd be funny to train yourself to like get a boner like if you like sex and using whatsapp all the time you definitely could like develop very easily a pavlovian response uh <laughs> that's funny i might do that i might do that i don't really sex that much but i like that idea very much just as a bit, of course. Um, what was I saying? Oh, but like, so there's already the base level, like you're associating money with sex and that's already problematic on its own. But then to layer it on top, okay, and this part isn't problematic. It's just in my mind, it's a weird, it's just something weird to analyze. Okay. I'm not saying this is a bad thing inherently, but you're also, because of the nature of camming, it's primarily, again, if not 100%, it's close to 100% men. Um, because women just don't have to pay. Women just don't have to pay for good porn and, and for sexual gratification. They just, you just don't. Like, it's cool. It's, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad there aren't that many lonely women out there that are willing to spend their hard-earned money to watch a dude jerk off. Okay, at least not me. Okay, that it makes me sad how many lonely men there are out there. It really does. My heart's out to you. Um, thanks for the tips, by the way. But the point is, is that I'm 
for the people that do tip me and go into shows with me, you know, they're gay and want to role play like gay acts and like describe gay doing gay acts with me. And I like kind of like have to buy into it a little bit. They know I'm straight. You know, I list myself as straight. I don't like, I'm not like baiting them into thinking I'm gay, but I don't also make it explicitly like I definitely wouldn't never fuck a guy. I'm like, that's pretty honest, you know? Um, and the thing is, is, you know, I start associating having, you know, a hard dick with these, like imagining these gay things. It's a lot easier to like, it's easy. Cause you're just having a, like a, there, all you see is their text conversation. You don't see them there. There is an option to like cam to cam on these platforms where you can, they can show you their little weenie and they can jerk off for you and moan or whatever. But luckily most of them don't want to do that. Um, surprisingly. And you, you get to, you know, it's easier to just imagine what you want or you can put some porn up on the, on the screen if you want. Um, but still at the same time, nonetheless, you're associating being horny and also you're influencing your reward pathways and you're associating with getting, getting paid, being gay and being horny. And it kind of like comes together in this one place. It's very weird to me. And I, it's not that I've been doing it that long, but I feel like the longer you do it, you definitely just develop this kind of like, I don't know. It's just something, just something to think about. Just something that it really catches my attention. Maybe something for you to look forward to if you're a gay man hoping I flip soon. Um, there's some hope for that because I'm doing it to myself. Incidentally, um, to make money. <laughs> uh, I will say though that to end on a bad note, I will say that having done porn, having done camming, and having primarily a male gay fan base, it, it's kind of made me, now hear me out, it's kind of made me more homophobic. It's, it's made me have greater disdain for the gay community, and I'll tell you why, is because the kinds of people that you encounter the kinds of gay people you encounter in this world, in this sphere via the internet, you kind of get the worst gay people of all time. The ones who are so lonely and probably so, uh, and that are losing at life so much that they spend their time connecting with, uh, niche, you know, porn creators, content creators, on the internet via Instagram, via Snapchat and via cam show where they pay to talk to you per minute. Um, now I'm not saying all those guys are bad people. I'm just saying, I think it tends to draw in a very negative crowd and it, it, it presents a very like narrow view of, of the gay community. Clearly uh, this is, this is me being trying to, you know, I'm not saying this is indicative of all gay men by any means. I recognize that. But because this is my only real like interactions with with gay dudes on the regular, it's definitely it definitely warps the way I like look at dudes. Like it's like you know, there's there's the idea, there's a Louis CK joke about like, 
you know, about the word faggot, you know, and that's like, sometimes you're just like, there's gay dudes and then there's like faggots. Like sometimes you're just being a fucking faggot. And most of the dudes that I encounter are just fucking faggots. Okay. You're not cool gay dudes by any means. You're fucking losers. Right. And that's fine. You know, obviously you come here because this is a place that maybe you use it to vent your worst, you know, most deranged, like degenerate desires. You know, you want to, you want to vent out your, like the worst parts of you and then go about your, your normal life and, and job and day. And I'm here to get paid to do that, to, to, to kind of experience that. But I'm just letting you know that that makes me hate gay men. <laughs> That you're still representing a, a community of gay men in a way on, on a on a larger scale, um, and I I, be, I start to become resentful of you. So I'm not saying do anything different. If you're listening to this and you're one of those dudes, you know, just be you know, just know I I generally have a negative impression from you from the get go. <laughs> because I've had so much more experience now with you. Um, it's weird. It's a weird dynamic. You'd think I'd be more understanding. I have, I, I have more empathy or at least sympathy in a way because I understand how many of you are so fucking miserable. And that's not just gay men. I, I, obviously, everyone's, everyone's miserable these days. But um, there are a lot of you two that are very nice and very kind. But at the same time, it makes me realize you're also very lonely. Okay. So, and you relate to me because I'm a fucking loser and I'm lonely, but I just happen to not be gay. So for whatever that's worth, um, to my, to my gay fans, to my gay men, not the gay women. I don't know. That's, that's, that's not for me to talk about. Um, what did I write here? I have less sympathy for mentally ill homosexuals than ever. That's, and I mean that, uh, I guess the last thing is just, I meant to mention earlier was just nursing. It's just gay nurses are the worst gay male nurses. I hate them more than like any other nurses than, than female nurses. And they're just, uh, they're just like another, another level of obnoxious, but because they're men, they're elevated, but also because they're gay, they tend to be like, they still carry a lot of the, um, the self aggrandizing, like martyrdom and like, you know, but they're rewarded even more because they're men for it, you know? So they really embrace that to like the nth degree. Um, and that's all. That's all I wanted to say. You know, fuck nurses again. Just want to double down on that. Um, I think my fuck nurses episode wasn't taken well, but I think it's also because I didn't, I didn't really get my whole point across that I really wanted to, but I've reflected on that one a little bit. I haven't, I haven't listened to it again, but I just know probably I was in a bad, really bad cynical mood when I did that because I was still working my shitty job and working with the shitty nurses. And so <laughs> I'm sure there was no, um, it clearly was not very, probably not very thoughtful in my wording in a way that 
I was actually trying to have someone understand my viewpoint. It was just more like I'm just putting it out there and letting you react to it. Um, didn't really open up much for conversation. Anyway, just something I think of. And I get a lot more practice talking, I think, when I can. So if you ever want to hear me work through some of these ideas or if you want to be part of the creative process, uh, you can definitely, I'll be camming every night Pacific time from like six to like midnight, um, just depending on the day, 6 p.m. to midnight. Um, days vary, but you can always hit me up. Hit me up on Instagram if you want to see. I usually announce when I'm camming. It's at Geraldo Rivera 2024, all underscores. Hit me up. I'm on X videos. If you're listening to this somewhere else, I'm also on Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, iTunes, and all the other bullshit ones. Jay Z's platform, whatever title, <laughs> Kanye streaming platform slash device. <laughs> uh, Flirt for Free is funny, too, because it's uh, apparently it's a proponent. It's like, you know, it gets networked to a lot of different platforms or it gets labeled. It gets a bunch of different labels slapped on it for different ads to just to appeal to different crowds. And one of them I was told is like it was called Rent Men. It's like rentmen.com, which I think is hilarious um, because it's very different from just going to a place called Flirt for Free. I think it definitely sets a, a completely different expectation as to what you're getting, uh, where you come to just pay to rent men for an hour at a time. <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, hit me up on Flirt for free. I'm not Geraldo on there. I am Dominic Franco. Dominic Franco, Dominican Franco. Uh, because they wouldn't let me use a celebrity name, even one as... Shitty as Geraldo. And yeah, I hope you're having a good, hope you have a good week. Hope you have a good week. Hope you have a nice life. I will be back next week. I think I'm going to talk about, I don't know, something stupid. Something stupid. I'm just trying to fill in the gaps in the meantime. I have videos that I finished working on. I'm just waiting on approval from some co-stars. We'll see. It might just never come out because I need, obviously need approval and consent to post that sort of thing with other people. So waiting. Um, but if you want to make content with me, hit me up. Whatever it may be. I'm down to collab, down to clab. Um, what else? That's about it. That's about it. Make sure you tell your loved ones you love them. Spend some time with them. Stop watching porn. Stop listening to podcasts. Go back to your real life. Put your phone down. Stop adding strangers on their social medias. Stop endlessly just watching stories on Instagram, on Snapchat, on TikTok. Just put it down. I don't know. I don't care if it sounds like boomer phone bad, but like, that's just like, you just need to stop. I need to stop. I'm just projecting. 
I'm just projecting because I don't have any self-control and I don't know how to moderate. <sighs> but hey, you know, it's all temporary. Who cares? Um, yeah, that's it. That's really it. Happy St. Patty's. Hope you get lucky. Hope you get AIDS. Hope you get AIDS. Hope it gets cured. <laughs> Hope you get AIDS. Hope you start a GoFundMe to raise money for your treatment and that uh, it is successful. And then within the next couple of years, it, they can completely cure HIV um, and you raise eight billion dollars to afford the treatment but you're one of the few people that can do it because you were resourceful enough to beg for money on GoFundMe or whatever the other one is that the truckers are using <laughs> shout out truckers shout out anti-vaxxers Fight the good fight. <laughs> Shout out white immigrants. Only. Um, this one's a hard one, dude. I don't, like, I don't even want to come right now. Kind of in a bad mood now. Talking about, talking about fags. <laughs> <laughs> If you're gay and listening to this, hey, get help. Hope it works out for you. If you want to adopt children for me and my mom, let me know. If you can help us with the process. <laughs> like, do you even need to see me come again? Do I need to, do I need to come for this now like the jokes you get the joke like it's 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 like i jerk off and i come at the end like that's you get it you can imagine it you've seen it you've heard it do you really need it the 18th time did i say 18th Would it be easier if I just like jerked up off camera and then I came back, just clipped in the, the cum shot? I should just record the cum shot another time and then just add it to the end of the cum cast because like this is actually a lot harder. I thought I'd be good at it by now. I thought I thought it'd get a lot easier by the 18th episode, but it's not. It's actually harder.
Okay, fuck you. Bye, bye. Love you. Bye, bye. Fuck you.